the Brighton Fringe 2012, an eventful Brighton podcast. Today, I'm uh, sitting with Becky Smith and uh, Darren East of Touched Theatre. And uh, tell us a little bit about the show that's coming up called Headcase. Well, Headcase started life about a year ago and was an experiment that we wanted to try uh, about how you could bring together contemporary dance and puppetry. And we weren't sure if it would work. We did a little R&D last spring and... um, and we got very excited. We found some some really cool material, and we decided we were going to produce it into a full show. The show is about uh, Cassie, who is a young, t- uh, well, a seventeen-year-old teenager mm-hmm. who has is suffering from a, a mental health issues and has just received a, a serious diagnosis. She comes home and is just trying to kind of work out who she is and what she should do and how she should be in, in response to this this event. Mm. And in her room with her is Eric, her, her pet goldfish. We have, we have actually a picture of Eric on the computer screen here. Yeah. He's who's basically him. a very cuddly, furry goldfish. He's not furry. Isn't I think it? you're confusing him with Gordon. Um, <laughs> you're right, he's not furry. <laughs> but he is he's made out of silk and he has a very quizzical expression and uh, as a special added feature for this production, he has a mouth that can open and close, uh, which, which in the puppet world is, is big news. It's, it's <laughs> right. quite exciting. And he uses it very well as he does, he does have a moment of... A, he has a very important solo in the show, which I can't say too much about, but it certainly isn't anything that you would expect a goldfish to be performing. Now, you guys have worked with puppets before, haven't you? In fact, I was very impressed because you're the only people I've ever interviewed that have actually named my microphone. I've got a Zoom H4 here, and I've got like a, what they call a muffle on it, which is like a sort of furry, wind-protecting thing. And you've given it a name, haven't you? It happens a lot. When you're working with puppets and objects, you find suddenly that everything has a character. And I have to say that this little furry muffler has a very <laughs> distinct character. So, yeah, we've named him Gordon, and Gordon. we're happy to be working with him today. Fantastic. What, Gordon Brown? Or? I was just thinking he looks sort of Scottish. That, mm. was, that was the idea behind it. Is it the Sporran effect? I think he's closer to Gordon the gopher than Gordon Brown. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But we do work a lot with puppets. I mean, all, all of our work uses puppetry, but we're trying to use it in, in uh, non-traditional ways. So it isn't about uh, black-clad puppeteers or puppeteers that are hidden in booths uh, and giving the illusion of of puppets in their own world mm. we're really interested in what happens when puppets and actors work together uh when when objects come to life in a world that also has um live action happening inside it and in this show what happens when you throw together puppetry and and dance and it's it makes for a really dynamic and beautiful performance and one of the reasons that we wanted to use puppetry in this show in particular is is that there is this very long tradition of uh, working with puppetry in the context of, of mental health. Mm. Um, it, it comes up a lot in therapy. And the show isn't therapeutic. And the show isn't, in fact, terribly serious. It, it, is, it tries very hard to be truthful about the experiences mm. that it's showing, but it's also made to be entertaining um, and fun. Mm. 
we researched the show by working with a lot of young people um, who, who have experiences of mental health, and mm. particularly with a group called Art in Mind, who are based at Mind uh, in Brighton. And, and although none of their experiences are, are directly in the show in that sense, it's, it's kind of built on the stories that they shared with us about their experiences. And they are not kind of po-faced or serious about their experiences all the time, although mm. they do talk about disturbing and frightening things um, they're also they have a laugh they enjoy sharing the absurdity of some of the things that that happen in their lives and the show attempts to kind of exist in on that level as well as exploring the truth of some of those experiences it's interesting actually because the, the link between um, puppets and dealing with with uh, mental health mm. mental health get, get my ages right mental health issues is is not a new one is it there's, a, there's a, a good, solid history mm. of using puppetry mm. um, within therapeutic contexts. Uh, neither of us are therapists, but we have worked in collaboration with uh, Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services here in Brighton and Hove. Um, and, and we've received training from MIND to think about the ways that puppetry kind of maps onto people dealing with their own feelings because mm. quite often if you if you make a puppet uh, even if you just hold a puppet the, the most common response is that you might feel as though you're creating a character but actually what you're doing is putting part of yourself into this thing that's outside yeah. of yourself and, mm. and that means that 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 figure then becomes quite a powerful uh, tool for expressing how you feel and, and looking at how you feel from from the outside um, so it has it has these applications in therapy, but also in theatre. That moment is really interesting. What happens when you put a character? Have you when you have a character who's relating to a puppet version of themselves? Mm. And this is something that we play with a bit in the show. We we use a lot of there are, there are many different versions of the main character that, that appear in the show uh, in in quite different figures. Um, and we also do a lot of object work with mirrors. We've had a lot of fun playing with mirrors in, this, in, in, our, in our rehearsal process. And they are beautiful things to put on stage and they do very cool things to, to performers' bodies, to images on stage, to space. Um, and all of that has, has helped to kind of enliven the storytelling of the show. Tell us a bit about um, some of the people you're working with, because you're working with some quite established players here, aren't you? It's very exciting. We're working with a lot of Brighton-based artists ourselves, mm-hmm. but also Yale Caravan, mm-hmm. uh, who, who runs the Caravan Ensemble and is a kind of international superstar of, oh, yeah, we of, know of dance and physical yes. theatre, yeah. uh, and so she's been, been instrumental. We're also working with Annie Brooks, who's a young and extremely talented puppeteer based in Brighton, mm-hmm. who is developing her own work here as well but but working with us on this project and Hannah Miller uh, of the Mulettes has has made the music and the sound score for us and she's an incredibly skilled and exciting young um, musician a, and composer. She's a cellist, isn't she? She's, she's a cellist, she's but she composer. plays many things right. as well. Mm, In yeah. fact, a bit like naming the fluffy microphone, <laughs> she will get in, come into a room and start playing on, on anything that's in the room and yeah. a lot of the score has come out of her her playing with the objects and pieces and puppets mm. that we're using in the show, the sounds of them yeah. kind of come in as well. And, there and is, she's, there's yeah. a musical Hoover in the yes. score, mm. and uh, there's uh, music from the mirrors that are used in the space, mm. footsteps, the sounds of our rehearsal, uh, alongside this, these beautiful melodies mm. that she's created for mm. us. Mm. Um, and 
you know, we wanted to, we are trying with Touch Theatre to, to create an ensemble of artists here in Brighton who are interested in puppetry and excited by what puppetry can be. Um, and what these three collaborators shared was, a, was an appetite to explore that with us. And we were just incredibly fortunate that, that you know, they are also some of the artists who excite us most mm-hmm. who live here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and really, they do astonishing work in the show it's it's very cool and it's great to bring together three artists who really come from very different backgrounds mm-hmm. from dance from puppetry and making and from from being a live musician and they're all pouring their talents into to to this to this project and trying to make something that's really original what was the the very very first sort of seed that started this idea going can you remember I love putting my interviews in this <laughs> moment. <laughs> and they all go quiet. Yeah. Um, it, well, it was the very... The, it began with an R&D working a research process with, with those same people yeah. working with some of the young people that we'd been working with um, in different combinations and just finding what, what came out of, of, of what we did. At that point, we hadn't decided for sure that it was going to be a show in this format that, mm. that, that appeared, and we certainly hadn't got any kind of narrative or, 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 mm. or ideas about what kinds of puppetry or even who would be performing in the show or, or how we We, we knew we wanted it. to try and make something, mm. make a response to, yes. to mental health experiences. Mm. It's something that mm. we've been doing quite a lot of participatory work around, mm. and we really felt as though it, it was important to try to make a show... Or make a piece that could emerge in any kind of format that was partly about destigmatizing young people's experiences of mental health because mm. there was just so much misinformation and and fear really about the subject. Um, so that we, we that was what we hoped to do, and we weren't sure if we could. And we also really wanted to find out what would happen, what kind of alchemy would occur if we got the five of us in a room together mm. with all of our really quite discrete disciplines to see if we could play together. Um, and and cool things did happen Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean it really helps that we we set out saying this might not work we're under no pressure to make a show we're just going to explore together and play and and of course so was it it a case of after that first sort of session you thought well we we know we've got something here or did it take a few sessions to to realise we did I think we did a week yeah that's right and and at the end of the week we all sort of went Oh, we've got to make a show. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and we and some of the seeds of the show were there then, and mm. but it's been developed on and off really over the course of the past nine and ten yeah. months. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's it has grown genuinely organically, which really doesn't you don't get the opportunity to work that way in theatre very often. So I feel we've been very lucky in that respect that there's been the space and and there's been time for us to really make some good choices about what shape the show is going to have and what what the content is. Now, of course, this isn't your first work. Tell us a little bit about the other shows that you have done and indeed some of which are still ongoing aren't they yes well this is the second show that we've made uh since moving to brighton uh at the end of 2009 um the previous show that we made here which still goes out on the road from time to time is called me and the sea and that is a uh a young people's show for kids age six up and is all about experiences of change Mm. um and all of our work 
features puppetry, tries to take puppetry in new directions, always uses live or original music. Um, and all of the work that we make, the, the touring shows that we make, which tour nationally and, um, and in some cases internationally, uh, they all come out of participatory projects, 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 yes. Projects. Um, projects. Is that a new word? It's a golem, a golem word. Ah. Um, they all come out of working, workshopping with um, groups whose stories we're interested in because as a company we're trying to make work that, um, that retells real experiences rather than completely making up um, new stories that we think will appeal to people. So uh, with Headcase we've obviously been working with these teenagers in, in Brighton and with some other groups of young people. Um, and with me and the sea, we went and spent some time in various local schools mm. um, talking to and workshopping with uh, children about their anxieties about change and things that excited them about change. Um, and we never set out to find somebody's story that we're then going to tell. It's just about us getting inside the reality of an experience and, and then being able to use that understanding mm. to, to create a show that genuinely tells real experiences mm. um and then the other thing that we do in brighton uh which is completely different uh tone really is a, a very cool night called punched which is a night of new adult puppetry that is made by uh, one of the collection of really rather exciting artists who are interested in puppetry who are based in brighton and hove um and we run that in partnership with the nightingale uh, we tend to do five or six original shows each night. Uh, they're all brand new pieces of work and they're compared by a very sexy ex-marionette who's had her strings cut. She's a drag queen called Miranda. Is she a chain smoker? Oh, yes. Yes, I've seen a picture of her. Yes, she's a very special lady. Yeah. She's going to be... Free. We have our next punched in July and we've just been thinking about the publicity material and thinking about putting her rather haggard, uh, haggard face with the cigarette drooping out of her mouth into on top of the body of a, of a very sexy bikini clad um, <laughs> end of the pier picture yeah and she's looking pretty hot so our our next punched night uh, which is really all about just getting together uh, new audiences who are interested in puppetry for adults here in Brighton um, and new artists who are interested in playing around with the form that's happening um, on the 14th and 15th of July at the Nightingale this summer and then just going back to Headcase, of course, that's that's the one that we started off talking about, mm -hmm. the, the new one. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's is it the 22nd to the 24th of May? That's right, yeah. 22nd to the 24th. And it's on early doors at 7pm mm. at the Nightingale. Okay. It's a small space, so do book. Uh, because we are we are very much hoping to, to, to fill it up and, and to use the show not only to give people a brilliant time in the theatre that I think will really surprise them about what, what puppetry can do um, but will also help to, to get people talking about this this really important experience, this issue That's fantastic, so Becky Smith and Darren East, thank you very much for inviting me to your wonderful studio here Thank, thank you, you, and very thank much you for Gordon, Gordon. Thanks, Thanks for listening. For more audio and video podcasts, visit eventfulbrighton.org. You can subscribe on iTunes. And for all information on Fringe events, go to the Fringe website at www.brightonfringe.org. This podcast is produced by Wireworld Media.